space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its continuing mission to explore strange new worlds, to seek out new life and new civilizations, to boldly go where no one has gone before. This is 30 Day Trek. I am your host, Luke Cannon, and in this episode, we are covering from The Next Generation, the Season 3 episode, The Offspring. This is the one where, upon returning back from a conference, Data creates Lal, an android of his own who he refers to as his child. And upon giving Lal the choice of which gender and race it wants to be, Lal chooses the form of a human female, played by Hallie Todd. The rest of the episode is Data learning how to become a parent, Lal learning how to interact with others and about humanity, and the tension that rises when Admiral Halfdel of Starfleet wants to take Lal away from Data and the Enterprise to further study her. But by then, Lal's development has exceeded Data's, and her positronic neural net starts to break down. Come in. Hello, Lal. How are you? Troy. Admiral. Admiral. An admiral from Starfleet has come to take me away, Troy. I am scared. You are scared, aren't you? I feel it. How is this possible? I don't know. This is what it means to feel. This is what it means feel. This episode is a favorite of mine for a number of reasons. For starters, this is an episode that I feel really shows off how good of a series TNG became starting in the third season when Michael Piller came on board as the new showrunner and head writer. When one watches TNG from the beginning and off the heels of TOS, which I did back in 2016 when I got the complete series Blu-ray, it is really tough to sit through those first two seasons. It's like peering into an alternate reality and seeing a show that you grew up with and love exist in its worst possible version, where the actors and stories are the same, and yet everything about it looks and feels amateurish and wrong. And given the well-documented behind-the-scenes stories of how chaotic those first two seasons were, it's a minor miracle that TNG even managed to get a third season. 
The problem with those first two seasons was that it was a 60s series trying to exist in the 80s, right down to the clarinet standing in for the laugh track that would awkwardly end the early episodes. But when Michael Pillar came on board, he did two things that would make the series the big hit that it still is to this day. The first is that he shifted the direction of the series from a plot-based series to a character-based one. So instead of The Enterprise Encounters the Borg, it was The Enterprise Encounters the Borg, how does that relate to Riker? The show embraced the ensemble nature of 80s television post-Hill Street Blues and brought its cast to the forefront and built episodes around specific characters, which separated it from TOS, which was the Kirk, Spock, McCoy series with Scotty, Sulu, Uhura, and Chekhov involved to varying degrees. It wasn't until the TOS films where they became the main seven that we all know and love. The second thing that Pillar did was that he created the open submission program where, after signing a legal waiver, amateur writers could submit their spec scripts to the production for consideration. This was done out of necessity to not only come up with ideas on short notice, but also to find untapped talent who they could then mold into the writers they needed for this new direction. One of which was Rene Echeverria, a struggling actor in New York who was waiting tables and working as a lifeguard, and who had submitted this episode through the open submission program. And while the script he submitted was wildly different in that Lal was the offspring of both Data and the ship's computer, and there was a Ferengi plot to implant a computer virus on the ship, and Lal would have sacrificed herself to save the ship, the production liked the idea behind the script a lot, purchased it, and Rene did a few more drafts and would then be brought on to be one of the staff writers on the show who would write a lot of the character-based episodes. Thus, the offspring will always be special to him and that it was his first writing credit, and he would often get fan mail telling him that Star Trek needs more women writers like you, which I'm sure he would have agreed with and taken the sentiment behind the compliment and then moved on. This episode was another first in that this was the first episode directed by Jonathan Frakes. While Nimoy had directed The Search for Spock and The Voyage Home, and Shatner directed The Final Frontier, this was the first time that a cast member had directed a Star Trek episode. And of the various Trek actors who had been given the opportunity to direct episodes, Frakes was the most successful. After expressing an interest in directing, producer Rick Berman put him through what was later referred to as Trek Film School, where he sat in on production meetings, spent 300 hours in the edit suite and the dubbing stage, shadowed their regular directors, and wasn't dissuaded by the long hours and intense work. Thus, he was given The Offspring to direct, which was referred to as a bottle episode in that it was an episode that could be made with the standing sets, no big-name guest stars, and no sequences requiring tons of effects work, which was needed after the alternate reality summer blockbuster episode that was Yesterday's Enterprise, and before the Dune-inspired Klingon political thriller episode Sins of the Father. This was a cost-saving episode, even though it had one of the more complex visual effects shots in the series, with Data and Troy in the holodeck, as Lal cycles through which of the forms it wants to take. All the while, the camera is dollying from one side of the room to the other. But as seen here, Frakes' direction elevated an already fantastic script to new heights. It's no surprise that not only would he go on to direct more episodes of TNG, as well as First Contact and Insurrection, but he's still directing Star Trek episodes to this day. And if one had been put off of watching TNG after its rough first two seasons, this episode, along with the aforementioned Yesterday's Enterprise and Sins of the Father, would have brought them back to the fold. This, I feel, is when the series found itself and established its own unique identity in relation to the original series. As for the episode itself, 
This is one episode that when I see that it's on TV, I stop and rewatch. And upon rewatching it, it's great to see how well it has aged. With the issue of trans rights and identity and gender pronouns coming to the forefront of our current zeitgeist, Data's decision to create Lal as an androgynous and then to let Lal choose its own gender and identity was very forward thinking for the late 80s. And one production story I love is how during the scene in 10 Forward, when Guinan is explaining to Lal intimacy and and sexuality. Initially, her line was supposed to be, when a man and a woman are in love. But Whoopi Goldberg refused to say it, and insisted that the line be changed to the less heteronormative, when two people are in love. Although one wishes that they also went with the decision that there also be a same-sex couple in the background holding hands. But considering that this was the late 80s, the fact that the one line got changed at all was a big enough deal. But other than that, as well as the image of Picard sleeping in bed as if he were posing for the cover of a trashy romance novel, this is just an all-around great episode. Rene said that he was inspired by how Gene had referred to Data as Pinocchio, and he figured that if Data's goal was to become human, then what better expression of that search for humanity than to procreate and have a descendant? This took the main thrust of The Measure of a Man from the previous season, and the first true classic episode of The Next Generation, and took it to the next level. And the final scene between Data and Lal is another moment I list when I say why I love Star Trek. Because this scene is one of the most heartbreaking moments in Trek's history. Lal, I am unable to correct the system failure. I know. You must say goodbye now. I feel. What do you feel, Lal? I love you, Father. feel it for both of us. Thank you for my life. Flirting. Laughter. Painting family. Female. Human. Join me tomorrow when we cover another character-centered episode of the series, one that comes after the paradigm-shifting Best of Both Worlds two-parter and shows that this series was not going to forget what happens to its characters. Live long and prosper, and also, live well.